Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, I am talking about the Hawks' 112-99 win over the New York Knicks. The Hawks finished their five-game road trip with a big win over the Knicks. After falling into a huge hole early, the Hawks rally behind DeJounte Murray to get a big win at Madison Square Garden. Without further ado, let's get into it. It looked like the Hawks were going to limp back to State Farm Arena after a really brutal loss up in Toronto. They came out against the New York Knicks and frankly looked flat. The Knicks looked like they were ready to roll and were shooting the ball great again. Obviously, the Hawks have had trouble with teams getting hot early from the three-point line, and it looked like the Hawks might have that happen again to them in New York. But in the second quarter, the Hawks were able to start to dig themselves out of a 23-point hole that they had dug themselves into. And behind DeJounte Murray, who I really think put his stamp on this Hawks team, sort of a signature game early in the season for the newest Hawk. Uh, Behind his play, the Hawks were able to not only get out of the deep hole, but actually come out of this game with a win. And it's a huge win for the Hawks. It makes the road trip a 3-2 and two road trip, brings the Hawks home on a high note, and really turns around a lot of the, the bad, I think, that happened in that Toronto game. Of course, um, getting blown out on one game of the road trip doesn't necessarily ruin the whole thing, but to get a winning road trip to be 3-2 and two, um, after a little five-game road trip is huge. And the Hawks found themselves down 23 points early in the second quarter, uh, it had been a really frenetically paced game. Both teams were pushing the ball up and down the court. Um, whether it was a make or a miss, the teams were trying to get up the court and attack these defenses uh, before they got set. Um, the Hawks, again, got all the way down by 23 points. And really, the Knicks got some key contributions early in that second quarter from Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin had a little run by himself of hitting a three-pointer, getting into the paint and hitting a shot and having another three-pointer. And before you knew it, it the Hawks were down 23 points. It felt like after that huge blowout in Toronto, it was just going to be a really uh, weak ending. But uh, DeJounte Murray just did not let that happen. Um, obviously, with the rotation the way it is, Trey gets the entire first quarter then DeJounte comes in to start the second quarter, and then they both play uh, to end the second quarter. And DeJounte, in the lineup he had that uh, Nate McMillan had out there early in the second quarter, wasn't really getting any stops, was unable to cut into the lead and uh, let the Knicks sort of gradually grow the lead up to the 23 points. It never felt like it was a huge barrage from the Knicks, but the Knicks would get a stop. The Hawks wouldn't be able to get a bucket, and then the Knicks would make make a shot themselves, whether it was a three-pointer um, or a shot at the rim. And uh, it really turned around when DeJounte Murray hit a three-pointer. Um, the Knicks came down. Uh, the lead was still up at 20 points. Jalen Brunson threw kind of a careless entry pass, trying to get it to one of the Knicks' big men, and DeJounte Murray intercepted that pass, got the ball to A.J. Griffin, who got a lot of playing time in the second quarter. Um, A.J. got the ball back to DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray buried another three, and it felt like that little subset of plays 
got the Hawks back on track. Uh, the Knicks would call a timeout. The Hawks were now only down 17. There are these different break points in basketball where it feels like you can get back into a game where you feel like you're out of a game. And 20 points is sort of one break point where 20 points seems insurmountable at some points. And for the Hawks to be able to take a 23-point lead and quickly turn it into a 17-point lead, um, really, I thought, brought the Hawks back into the game. And DeJounte Murray and Trey Young would really have their way in that second quarter, combining for 28 points. And the Hawks would outscore the Knicks 36-33 to in that period. Uh, that doesn't seem huge. The Hawks obviously would still be down at halftime. But just the mental weight of getting back into the game after being down by so much. The Knicks had won the first quarter 32-21. to And um, had they come out and just won or tied the second quarter, I think it would have been a big advantage for them. But DeJounte Murray was able to turn that around. Now we get to the third quarter, and the Hawks had gone to a zone. Nick McMillan had made the move for the Hawks to play the zone. And one thing that this did for DeJounte Murray was really allow him to um, sort of free range a bit. And he started to get a couple um, steals and slams. And the Hawks just slowly were able to turn this game that had been all Knicks into a game that the Hawks were leading after three quarters. The Hawks would outscore the Knicks 32-10. to 10. The Hawks kept the Knicks to scoring 10 points in that third quarter. And really, there was not a lot the Knicks could do. Um, the Hawks would not call off the dogs. They would continue to play all of their starters except for Trey, who got knocked out of this game early or late in the third quarter by getting his eye poked by Julius Randle, and who eventually would come back into the game with spectacles on, some rec specs on. But the Hawks would uh, play their guys all the way through the fourth quarter. Um, eventually that quarter would be 24 to 23 Knicks, but the damage had been done and the Hawks would emerge with a 112-99 to victory. But uh, to get back, I think this is just a game that really shows what DeJounte Murray can do. Trey Young had sort of been struggling. It felt like, again, in that first quarter, he wasn't able to find his floater. He was not able to get shots to normally fall to fall for him. And then once Murray kind of kick-started the Hawks, Trey was able to start getting going in that second quarter. Trey contributed 10 of those 28 points that Murray and Young would combine for in that period, and it looked like Trey would be rolling again. Um, that foul or that eye poke by Julius Randle actually wasn't even called a foul. Uh, Randle was in the middle of the paint, and he was trying to make a pass to the baseline. He would have turned the ball over, uh, but they called it Nick's ball. They didn't even re look at the replay, but he clearly Julius Randle clearly pokes Trey in the eye, and Trey immediately went to the back. He went back to the locker room. And when he came back, he had some rec specs on. And his eye, I mean, he had a nice shiner. It would have been like a boxing injury. Um, and he would come back in the game and in the fourth quarter have just a beautiful uh, no-look, truly no-look pass to Clint Capella for two. But uh, the Hawks just poured it on to the Knicks in that third quarter. This zone really flummoxing the Knicks. Um, the Hawks were able to, again, get DeJounte Murray in a mode where he could go uh, really – try to get some steals. He had another period where he had about three steals over the course of five possessions. And not only was he able to get steals and score himself, but he was also able to get Anyeka Kangwu involved in those as well. I think that is one of the emerging duos for this Hawks team is Kangwu and DeJounte Murray. 
and to see Murray reward his big man for running the floor, getting him a pass was excellent. Um, DeJounte was everywhere. He finished the game with a career high, uh, 36 points on 14 of 27 shooting. He was 5 of 12 on on his three-pointers, made all of his free throws, had nine assists, five steals to go with four rebounds. He also had a block. He just carried this Hawks team and really willed them back into this game. Even if the Hawks had not won this, I thought it was huge in the first half for the Hawks to just get back into this game. One of the most disappointing parts of that Toronto game was sort of just how the Hawks let the game get away, and it felt like as the lead was getting bigger and bigger, the Hawks were sort of shying away a little bit from the physical play, disappointed in some of the calls that the Toronto was getting. And in this game, Murray kind of took it into his own hands, um, but the Hawks were able to steal momentum. Again, in a game where they were down by 20-plus points, they were able to steal momentum, go into halftime, and even though they were down, feel like they had a chance in this game. Um, Murray, again, 36 points doesn't seem like uh, a lot for a guy who has the ball in his hands all the time as a career high, but um, I thought it was nice that the Hawks were able to reward him. He had He had close to his career high through three quarters, and they were able to get him to go over um, at the end of the game. DeAndre Hunter had a nice offensive night. He finished with 21 points. He had a couple of really big corner three-pointers. You can tell how comfortable he is with that shot. Every time he takes it, it looks like it's going in. And In fact, I thought he shot more than five three-pointers, but he was two of five on his threes. Um, He had three rebounds, one assist, and a steal. He also had a block. John Collins... 14 points on 4 of 10 shooting. He did get to the free throw line four times, which is always encouraging for JC. Um, But what I, again, was really uh, excited about was his 13 rebounds with five of those being offensive. If if John Collins is able to make his role getting rebounds, getting putbacks, and then attacking when he gets the ball on the uh, perimeter, that's going to be a good role for him, and he's going to score a lot of points. Um, and and ha- rack up double doubles. He also had two assists, a steal, and a block. Clint Capella got to the free throw line and made both his free throws, which was super exciting. He was just three of eight from the field. He also had 10 rebounds, four of those offensive. Um, and then Trey Young in 28 minutes because of the injury, he had 17 points. He was seven of 22, just two of seven on his three pointers. At the end of the game, when he had his Trey bands on, uh, it looked like he really wanted to hit a three while that was happening. He was just one of two from the free throw line. Of course, it's weird if Trey only gets to the free throw line two times. He had six rebounds, seven assists, one steal, and only had one turnover to go with those seven assists. As a team, the Hawks were had 28 assists to just nine turnovers. If they're doing that, they're going to be a hard team to beat. And uh, another number that really stuck out was the fast break points. Again, this game was played at a ridiculous pace. Uh, ultimately, the Hawks were able to get over 100 shots up in this game. They shot 44 of 107, but the Hawks outscored the Knicks in the fast break category 24 to 12. And it's really, this is a team that should get out and run. They have DeJounte Murray, who's going to get a lot of steals and slams. They have Trey Young, who loves to look ahead and get early buckets. And to see the Hawks not only on steals and, and turnovers, but off of makes of the other team, get out and get easy buckets is super encouraging in in one way that the Hawks can generate easy points and not let the other team set up their defense. So that's something I'm really going to hope the Hawks continue is getting out and getting out on fast breaks. They just have too many good players, uh, transition players, to to not do that. And then finally, on second chance points, the Hawks outscored the Knicks 18-12. to 
on the Knicks side, uh, Jalen Brunson would finish with the high on, on points for the Knicks. He had 20 points, five assists, and three turnovers. He has every move a small guard in the NBA can have. Uh, getting him matched up with uh, any big, whether it's Clint Capella or John Collins, is a ton of fun because he's just going to bust out every move to try to get a shot off or or get a foul. He got John Collins one time where him and JC were matched up, and he busted out about five different moves on one possession. And finally, JC stuck his hand in, and uh, Jalen was able to get to the free throw line. And then he was able to get around, you know, uh, Clint Capella is 6'10", at least, huge wingspan. And uh, Brunson was able to get around him and get a layup, but he'd finish with 20 points and just five assists with three turnovers. R.J. Barrett, I thought, was good early. He finished the game with 19 points, five rebounds, five assists, and a steal. Julius Randle was terrible, frankly. Um, he could not get going, especially once the Hawks started to make their push. I thought Randle had a couple of just brutal turnovers. Um, it's one thing to turn the ball over when DeJounte Murray's coming down. Uh, you're not looking, and, he's, and, and Murray's able to steal the ball. But Randall also had just some brutal throwaways. He had 14 points on 4 of 12 shooting. Didn't make a single three-pointer. Had just six rebounds, two assists. Uh, when Randall's going, of course, Hawks fans have seen Randall going. He is ter- He's terrifying. He, any shot looks like it's going to fall down, and he can get to the basket. But when it's not working, man, does it look bad. He has bad body language. He has no confidence in his shot, and it was just not a very good Julius Randall performance. Finally, again, Obi Toppin finished with just 12 points on 5 of uh, 13 shooting. He was 2 of 6 on the 3-point arc, and he had 3 rebounds. He was carrying this Knicks team in the early second quarter. He was a big reason why the Knicks were able to build a 23-point lead, um, but he was unable to get involved in the second half. Uh, I don't know if just the Knicks in particular couldn't figure out the zone, but they could not get... Obi Toppin going. And um, it's always interesting to see how guys do when they're up big versus when they're down big. Um, but this was a game that the Hawks didn't really blow up till the end of the third quarter. It was a game the Hawks came all the way back. They kind of took their first lead again in the third quarter. But the Knicks came right back and tied the game, and it looked like it would be a back and forth game. Uh, the Hawks just kept coming, hit a couple of big three pointers when Trey Young went out. I thought Aaron Holiday came in and did a nice job. He'd finished the game with eight points, three assists, and a block. Um, but it was just a game where it completely turned in the second quarter. Somehow, uh, DeJounte Murray was able to really let his new team know what's up. It, it's fun to see DeJounte rolling. He talks to the basketball. He talks to other players. Uh, he's a joy to watch when he's rolling, and um, he really put his his stamp on this game. Uh, I don't know if the Hawks will be able to rely on that every game, but I think it's good for Trey Young and other Hawks players to understand what DeJounte brings to this team. And um, it's fun to see another player kind of have command of the team other than Trey. Uh, So if Trey doesn't have it, he has his uh, backcourt mate to pick him up and and really help out. But big win for the Hawks helps them come home at five and three on the season as they get ready to play the New Orleans Pelicans at State Farm Arena. But big win over an Eastern Conference opponent. Always want to beat the Knicks and way to come back on this road trip, you know, three and two, have a winning road trip. So huge win all around. 
ton of fun to see DeJounte go off, and hopefully we'll continue to see this group grow together. Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. If you could leave a rating or review on whatever platform you use to get your podcasts, that is a huge help to the KettleCast. Go Hawks!